Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Christmas is a very exciting time. It's a special time for all of us for a lot of different reasons. Christmas is special. Uh, You know, the, the precious time that we're able to gather with family and friends, we look forward to that. Uh, for some of us, it's enjoying those Christmas snacks. It seems there's been a lot of snacks arriving here at the uh, office lately. Praise God. Hallelujah. Enjoying those delicious Christmas snacks. Somebody reminded me this past week about the, the, Christmas, the Krispy Kreme Santa belly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. Glory to God. It's from heaven, I tell you. It's from heaven. The fun and joy of Christmas, the decorating of our homes and decorating our yards, and then the excitement of opening up gifts. We all enjoy that time together, uh, watching others open gifts and then having a chance ourselves to open up some gifts. You know, the Bible says more blessed to receive than give, right? No, no, it don't say that. More blessed to give than to receive. Christmas really is one of my favorite times of the year for those reasons and many more but the main reason that Christmas is so special for me it's an opportunity as a preacher to be able to proclaim that Christmas is all about Jesus to remind the church and to remind the world that is watching that that Christmas is all about Christ that Christmas is about celebrating Jesus celebrating the one who came to us that we have been singing about this morning, Emmanuel. That's what I've titled this message today, Emmanuel, God with us. So last Sunday, we were encouraged to make room for Jesus as we go into this Christmas season. And today, as we prepare our hearts to make room for Jesus, I want to just take a few minutes and talk to you about a powerful name given to Jesus, a powerful name given to Jesus. Now, when you read your Bible, that there are many names that are given to Jesus in the Bible, and those names, they give us a picture of who Jesus is and, and what Jesus is able to do in our lives. And Christmas reminds us of many of those names, such as Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Messiah, Savior, Light of the World, Lord of All, Lamb of God, King of Kings. I could go on and on and on of all the powerful and the beautiful names that describe and reveal who Jesus is to us. Aren't you thankful for the name Jesus? But today I want to just focus on this Sunday on one powerful name that changed everything for us and that name should fill our hearts today with hope, especially in light of everything that we've gone through in this year and as we wind down 2020, this one name should fill every one of us with hope and we find it here in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to read it to you. Chapter 1, verses 18 18 through 23. If you have your Bibles, you can open it up. I'll have it on the screen as well. 
In the Gospel of Matthew, we hear the Christmas story. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Aren't you thankful that Jesus saves us from our sins? Verse 22 says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let us pray. Father, I call on you one more time today as your vessel, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill me, anoint me, anoint this time right now, Lord, every heart, every ear, that we would be ready to receive the word. And God, that you would take your word and that you would use it to, to minister and to help us and to transform us, oh God. Lord, we all declare right now that we need you. you. God, we declare, God, that we are nothing without you. The Bible says that apart from you, Christ, we can do nothing. So we call on you now, Jesus, that you would please help us and be with us. Remove all distractions. Let us be focused in on you, God, and what you would want to say to us in this Christmas season of 2020. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. They will call him Emmanuel, which means, one more time, Emmanuel, God with us. And I just want to take some time to encourage you. Please, in, in, the, in the hype of Christmas, in the, in the busyness of all of our schedules around Christmas with everything else that's going on around us, I want to encourage you to please pause this Christmas and think about the powerful name. Think about that powerful name, Emmanuel. Just think about it. God with us. God with us, the creator of all creation, God himself with us. Think about that. And pause and just reflect on that as you go through Christmas, that no matter what you have going on in your life, God is with us. This, this dark and sinful world that we live in, it, it changed on that very first Christmas. God came to us through this baby that was born of a virgin. It was supernatural conception, supernatural divine birth. And listen, we will never, uh, I don't care who it is that stands up here, never, no one could ever fully comprehend and explain that supernatural conception that took place. And nobody can ever explain the mystery of Christmas, not completely. All we can do, really, is do what we've already done this morning. And like the shepherds did on the very first Christmas, all we can do is come to God and give him praise and give him worship that he's came to us. He's with us and he dwells with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And I want, to, I want you just to notice a few things out of the passage I shared with you today. 
that Christmas reveals some things to us. Christmas reveals the promise of Emmanuel. It reveals the promise. The Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The angel said, to, the angel said You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And verse 22, here it is. And all this took place to fulfill the promise. It was a promise to fulfill that promise. What the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, what I just read to you was a prophetic promise predicting Jesus' virgin birth. What I just read to you here in Matthew was a prophetic promise predicting Jesus be called Emmanuel, God with us. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew, here in this part of chapter 1, he's repeating a 700-year-old prophecy. 700 years before Christ was ever born, the prophet Isaiah gave this promise. And we find it in Isaiah 7.14 when he was talking to King Ahaz. And Isaiah the prophet said this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel 700 years 700 years listen you can read your Bible and you can depend on the word of God 700 years predicted that this Messiah King Savior would come you see all these years before the birth of Christ God used Isaiah and God used many other prophets in the Bible about the soon coming arrival of this Messiah. It means the anointed one, Jesus, the Savior, the King. Now, I've not counted them all, but Bible scholars tell us that there's over 300 prophecies in the Bible that predicted and promised the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a promise. It's, it's the promise of Emmanuel. And I know what many of you are thinking right now. You're here on this Sunday and we've been worshiping the Lord and you hear me talking about this prophetic promise and the question you have is what does it have to do with me in Christmas of 2020? What, what does this promise have to do with me? How does this promise impact my life today? What does it mean for me right now? Well, I'm glad you asked. This prophetic promise, it reveals the presence of Emmanuel. This prophetic promise reveals to us the presence of Emmanuel. You see, Christmas reminds us that God is with us right now. He, he's with, listen, he was there then and he's here with us today. So Christmas reminds us that God's presence is with us right now. Christmas reminds us that we're never alone in life. Hallelujah. God's presence is always with us. You are never abandoned. You're never left alone. God is with you. Hallelujah. Sadly, what we see happening in our day is at Christmas time, many people put their hope in all the presents under the tree when if they truly want real hope in their life, they need to put their faith and hope in the presence of God because it's the presence of God in your life. It's the presence of Emmanuel in your life that gives you a lasting hope, a, a true peace and a real joy. Anybody have a testimony like that? I mean, I've chased some things looking for real hope and real peace and real joy and those things will leave you empty. But Jesus will never leave you empty. 
There's a lasting hope, true peace, and real joy that comes through the presence of Emmanuel in your life. So listen, Christmas reminds us that God is with us. We're never alone. Christmas reveals to us that God's presence is with us in life. But listen to this, especially in the, in the dark and difficult times, God is with us. Aren't you thankful for that? If you read your Bibles here and, and you open them up and you read in the Old Testament, you get to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, the prophet. And then you, you flip that page from the, the Old Testament and you flip to the New Testament. Well, what happened in between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Did you know there was about 400 dark years of silence? A, a lot of difficult days, I'm sure. A lot of discouraging days, I'm sure. Some silence, some darkness. And then all of a sudden, after 400 years, finally, you flip the page and you open up to the gospel of Matthew and you open up to chapter one. And what do you find? That in the darkness and in the silence, God comes to be with us. Hallelujah. God comes to be with us. And I'm thankful for that. That should encourage every one of us here today that God, he, he comes to be with us in those dark and difficult days in our lives. I know all of us are thankful that he does that. Comes to us when we go through those disappointing, discouraging, dark days of our life. He shows up in that time. A few weeks ago, Lisa and I were decorating our home and we had an early start this year decorating our home for Christmas because we were preparing to record for the hanging of the green service how many of y'all enjoyed the hanging of the green service man beautiful job man just a special service always is and we were able to do hanging of the greens in the home with a virtual service and the night that we planned to record at our home Lisa was home getting ready for her part and I was here and over here where Miss Angie Jones decorated in front of the uh um, uh, missions map, beautiful scene there. I was recording, and, and Camden Morin and, and uh, Turner Worth and Isaac Worth, our production team. And listen, everything you saw, you need to give them boys credit for it because they're the ones to put together. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank God for them, our production team. And we were there recording here, and we were going to leave from here and go to my house and record Lisa. And about the time we were getting ready to leave from here, I get a phone call from my wife, and I can hear the panic in her voice. And she says, the Christmas tree suddenly has gone out. The lights are out on the Christmas tree. And I, like any great husband, I said, honey, you need to hurry up and get it fixed. We're on the way. What? <laughs> but you know what? She was able to get to a local store really quick and get the things that she needed, and she rigged up something there, and we were able to make sure the Christmas tree was on during the recording. It all turned out good. Glory to God. But here's the deal. Our lights suddenly going out on our Christmas tree reminded me that sometimes without any warning at all, the lights can go out in our life. And we find ourselves in some very dark and difficult and discouraging places. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And many of you that are in this service today, and many of you that are watching online, your lights have gone out in your life. Maybe this past year, or maybe even right here at Christmas, the lights have gone out. 
And this Christmas will be difficult and going to be different for a lot of people. I know they are. I was here yesterday praying, and we prayed as a staff Tuesday for a lot of families in our church. And Christmas is going to be difficult and dark for a lot of people this year. For many people, Christmas will be difficult because of depression. Friend, it breaks my heart right now. I received a text this morning in the early hours of the morning from a loved one here in this church battling, battling, battling with depression. It's real. And people are going through some low times in their life, and I don't know why, but at Christmas time it just intensifies. And my prayer is, God, please fill people with hope. Please fill them with your hope. Christmas is going to be difficult for a lot of people that are going through depression. Christmas is going to be difficult for a lot of people because some people have been laid off of their jobs and they've, their hours have been cut back and, and they're, they're, the income is not there like it used to be and, and they're wondering how they're going to make it. Now listen, I'm telling you, there's people here today, people watching, and, and listen, they're, they're not stressed out about buying Christmas gifts and paying for gifts. They're stressed out about paying their bills. People will have a difficult Christmas because of loneliness for whatever reason. Families going through separation. Many of you will spend hours shopping and decorating Christmas while some will spend hours in a chair receiving chemo. Many of you are going to spend time in lines to buy gifts and some of you that are here today and some of you that are watching online are going to spend time over a gravesite wishing you had one more hug one more kiss, one more touch, one more talk. For Christmas, for a lot of people, it's going to be a dark and difficult time. But I want you to listen to me, please. If that describes you this morning, if you're, if you're going through a dark and difficult time in your life, if the lights have gone out in your life, please hear my heart. Let me encourage you to let Christmas remind you that Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is with us in the dark times, the difficult times, the disappointing times. He is with us. He is with you today, friend. No matter what you're going through, God is with you. And the truth of the matter is, God is always with us. It doesn't matter if we're going through a dark time or any other time, God is always with us. But can it be today that you can have a testimony like mine, I'm sure like many of you, that it just seems like when you go through those dark, discouraging times, it just seems like you can experience the nearness of God more in your life than you ever have before. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But you may be here this morning or watching. You say, you know, I, I, I'm in that dark, difficult place. And my question is, where is God? Where, where, where is God? I'm, I'm going into Christmas and I'm going through a dark time in my life. And my question is, where is God? I feel like I'm sinking. Where is God in this dark time of my life? The year before last, uh, took a tour in New York City of the 9-11 Memorial. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see it or not, but if you do get an opportunity, you need to go. And when you tour the inside of the memorial there in New York for the 9-11 Memorial, when you tour the inside, there's a, there's a place in there that tells the story of the 9-11 cross. Can you put it up for me, please? 
when you, when you go through this memorial museum, there's a, there's a place, a display telling the story of the 9-11 cross. You see, on, on September the 11th, 2001, there was a rescue worker that was searching for bodies, going through the, the collapsed buildings, looking through the rubble, and in his search, he stumbled across a 22-foot steel beam cross. After the dust and the debris had calmed and the sun began to be able to penetrate through, they stumbled across this 22-foot steel beam cross and they spotted it. It was not lifted in by crane. It was not manufactured and brought in. What was so amazing that you learn about this cross is the beams that formed this cross when two, they were made from two different buildings. When the buildings began to collapse with other buildings around them, these two steel beams collided together. And because of the heat of the fire, they were forged together to make a cross. Right there, right there in the devastation, right there in the darkness, right there in all the debris stood a cross. And on that day, September the 11th, that tragic day in New York City, people there in that city and people all across our nation, you know what they were asking? Where is God? Where is God? Where is God in the darkness? Where is God in this disappointing time? Where is God in this tragedy? And people looked over there and they saw that steel beam cross and they pointed to it and said, God is right there. God is right there. God is right there. The cross in the middle of the crash, the cross in the middle of the collapse, the cross in the middle of the crisis, the cross in the middle of the chaos, God is right there in the middle of it. And the cross of Christ reminds us that God's presence is always with us. Listen to me, friend. Whoever you are today, as we go into this Christmas, remember that God is with us when our life crashes. God is with us when our world collapses. God is with us in all of our chaos. God is with us in our confusion. God is with us in our crisis. The Lord said this in Isaiah 43. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He's always with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just want to tell you today, if that's you, and you're going through a difficult time this Christmas, this season that you're in, listen to me. In your hopelessness, God is with you. In, in, your, in your waiting, God is with you. In your disappointment, God is with you. In your darkness, God is with you. Hallelujah. I'm so encouraged and reminded that the same God, the same God who gets in the lion's den is with you. The same God who gets in the fiery furnace is with you. The same God who gets in the boat when the storms come, he's with you. The same God who gets in a prison cell and shakes the doors open, he's with you. Hallelujah. He's with you. Psalm 118.6 says, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. That's a verse to hang on to in the day that we live in. The Lord is with me. I'm not going to be afraid. The Lord is with me. And Jesus said these words here. He says in Matthew 28, 20, he says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Listen, Jesus is always with us in the den, in the fire, in the flood, in the darkness, in the disappointment. Jesus is always with us. Hallelujah. Not sometimes, but he says always 
always, aren't you thankful today for the presence of Emmanuel? Hallelujah. And I want to just tell you, not only can we rejoice today and be encouraged at Christmas because of the presence of Emmanuel, but we can rejoice today as we're reminded that Christmas reveals the power of Emmanuel, the power of Emmanuel. How many of you have ever been working around Christmas time and you're putting up Christmas lights in the yard, in the house, and you just don't feel like, your wife lets you know we, we just don't have enough lights. So you put more lights. And then you add a few more lights. And next thing you know, all the lights go out. Because you've tripped a breaker. Anybody ever tripped a breaker? Okay, I'm the only one that's tripped a breaker. Well, I tripped a breaker a few weeks ago. And you know what happens when you trip a breaker? The reason that breaker trip is, trips is because you overload the circuit. You overload the circuit causing the breaker to trip. And I was just reminded, you know, I'm, I'm there where, and the Lord just gives you these little nuggets on, on things. And it says, you know, God just reminded me, sometimes we can get so overloaded in life, we can flip and we can trip. We get so overloaded with things in our life, we can, we can flip and we can trip. Some of you walked in this morning tripping. Because you're so overloaded in life. Overloaded with these issues. Overloaded with these circumstances. Overloaded with your schedules. But here's the good news, friend. Listen, Jesus never flips and trips. Because, listen, the reason why he's never overloaded is because the Bible says he's omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. He's powerful, more powerful than anything you will ever face in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, listen. You, you don't have to walk around flipping and tripping because your Jesus is not flipping and tripping. Listen, nothing can overload him. He's all-powerful. No matter what you're facing today, you can know that he has the power to help you. You know how I know this? Caleb, if you want to come and just play a little something, I'm going to try to wind it down. When Mary was faced with the news from the angel that she was going to give birth to Jesus, she had a great question. I thought it was a great question. She asked the angel, how in the world can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel, listen to what the angel said. The angel Gabriel replied and he said, the reason it's going to happen and how it's going to happen is because the power of the Most High will overshadow you. <laughs> the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The one who never trips or flips, his power is going to overshadow you because he's never overloaded. And then the angel goes on to say something else. And the angel said to Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. <laughs> oh boy, I feel like launching. Glory to God. He said, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. Boy, if I could sing, I'd take off with that right now. Nothing is impossible. You know the song. You can edit that later. <laughs> Nothing is impossible with God. Man, I'm telling you, it, I'm, there's so much heartache 
and sorrow and suffering and pain. But even in the midst of all that, when you have questions and you're not sure what's going to happen, just like Mary, we can be assured today that the power of the Most High will overshadow us for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Whatever you showed up with today, whatever you've walked in those doors with, whatever you're carrying today as you watch online, nothing, nothing will be impossible because Jesus has the power to save you. He came to save us and he has the power to save you this morning, friend. He has the power to rescue you. He has the power to deliver you. He has the power to transform your life. That same Emmanuel who has that, who's with us in the lion's den, in the lion's den, he also has the power to shut the mouth of the enemy. The, the, the same one that's in the fiery furnace is the same one that can push back those flames and protect you from being harmed. The same one that is there with you in the boat as you go through the storm is the same one that can stand up and with the power speak and the wind and the waves calm. The same one that's right there in the darkness of that prison cell in the midst of depression is the same one that can make an earthquake come and open up doors and make those shackles fall off your life. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name, for nothing will be impossible for you, O oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Whatever you stand in need of, friend, whatever it is that you're battling today, God, I want you just to please come and help your people. Would you stand with me, please? Stand and just bow your heads right now and begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Oh, Lord, let Christmas encourage people today. Let Christmas encourage people today. They're right there in the midst of their questions, right there where they're asking, where are you, God? That you would come to them in their darkness, God, and that you would just, just display your power right now, right now. Help your people today, God. Help your people today, God. That you would do a Christmas miracle in their lives today. We don't have to convince Jesus to do anything. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready to help you right there where you are, friend. Right there where you are, whatever that need is. Maybe you need to be saved today. Maybe you're watching online and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Right there where you are, you can just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved. I need my sins to be forgiven. And I believe that you died on the cross for me. You took my place. And your death on the cross satisfied God because he raised you from the dead and because you live God I can live too forever so today I put my faith in you Jesus to be my savior to be my Lord and I commit my life to you I surrender my life to you I make a decision today to follow you Jesus I'm doing it right now right now 
Just let us know that you're doing it. Maybe you can lift your hand and say, I'm pray- I've prayed that prayer. I've rededicated my life. Just say right there online, I've prayed that prayer. I've given my life to Christ. And God, thank you that you have the power to save. And thank you that you have the power to help your people. And I just ask you, church, would you just lift your hands up to Jesus right now? And just lift them up to Jesus. Just lift them up to Jesus right there where you are. And just say, Jesus, I love you. And I need you to come and help me, Lord. You know the miracle that I need in my life. You know the situations that I'm going through. Lord, would you please just, God, out of your love and out of your grace and mercy, God, just release power, God, for nothing will be impossible with you, God. Lord, save my family. Save my family. Oh, God, save them. Lord, bring that backslider home. They know, they know the way. God, please touch them right there where they are today, God. Lord, heal my husband. Heal my wife, God. Lord, I pray for my children right now. God, I pray, Lord, for those ones, God, that are just... Their life has been flipped upside down because of the world that we live in right now, God. Lord, if there's anybody battling depression, God, please fill them with hope right now. I pray for that young man, God. I pray for him, God. Please help him not to give up, God. Please help him not to give up, God, that he would call on your name. He would call on your name, Jesus. God, I pray right now, God. Lord, we're going to believe you to work a miracle. In the name of Jesus.